Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. And in today's episode, we've got a very special guest with us to talk about how she has built an incredible makeup brand. And that guest is Fiona. Welcome to the show today, Fiona. Super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, it is my honor and I am excited to dive into, I've been having a bit of an investigation uh, into your brand and I absolutely love it. I think it's incredible. You're doing an amazing job. And so I am really keen to uh, try and grill you as much as I can to understand for, for me and for our listeners what you've done so well and how we can uh, how we can learn from you. Uh, but to give our listeners a bit of an idea of who you are, what you're doing, uh, could you give us a bit of the backstory, how you got into e-commerce and where you find yourself now? Yeah, so at Euphoria, we create makeup you can sleep in. We are a two and a half year old makeup brand. And prior to this, I had no experience in makeup or beauty at all. I used to tell, I used to sell like very complex software to data centers, something super different. But what had happened was during the pandemic, I ended up actually getting stuck in Asia. And I think it was just the first week of not putting on makeup for me that I realized that makeup is really about getting ready because you're going to go out and see people and really connect with people and have a good time with people. And I am someone who, if I'm out with my friends, I'm so guilty of this, but I always fall asleep in my makeup. And I just thought, wouldn't it be great if we had makeup you can sleep in that really acted like skincare that if you accidentally fell asleep in it, it was going to be okay. Yeah, I'd love to learn a bit more about the product development side of it to begin with, because there's innovation there right we always talk to our uh, community about you, you don't need to innovate create something brand new you need to take what is already in demand and add some new and interesting features and that's exactly what you've done but there's there's quite a lot of innovation in there because as you say makeup is a product that generally hasn't had those features um, how did you get started with that concept was there a lot of research into what was actually in makeup talk us through that journey yeah, I think with makeup and skincare, traditionally how it's been is like you have makeup on one side, you have skincare where you get all your benefits on the other side. And what we did differently is we really tried to create these like hybrid formulas. And what we do is we combine like really nice, luxurious makeup textures mm -hmm. with functional skincare ingredients. So you're getting that added benefit while you're putting it on um, your face. But this was something that was pretty hard to do. Sometimes when you combine these sort of ingredients, the textures might not sit the same way, the performance might might not be there, but for a makeup product, you really still want the right sensorial aspects, the right um, texture. So originally it was um, a little bit difficult to just kind of figure out the right groove of things. Um, yeah. And then for some of our products, we kind of created some of the worlds first. So that was a different journey of mm. how complex that um, product development uh, process was. Yeah, because in hindsight, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but it sounds like an obvious thing, right? Create makeup that's healthier for your skin. But was there anybody else doing it? Was this completely revolutionary? Where were you in that spectrum? I think when I was uh, growing up, it was always like you should never sleep in your makeup, and it kind mm. of got me thinking: if we, you know, if we can't fall asleep in our, in our makeup, why do we feel comfortable putting it on mm. when we're awake? When we're awake yeah, for yeah. like sixteen hours a day, and so I really just kind of started thinking about. How can we use a combination of ingredients that's a little bit different from what everyone else is doing? Sometimes I've seen these kind of like makeup skincare hybrids where maybe it's a drop of a skincare ingredient, but it doesn't do anything to improve the performance. So I, I really do kind of think about it from a, a more holistic way. Yeah. Do you see yourself setting a trend in the makeup industry? Do you think there's lots of people will follow you? 
Yeah, I think so. I think with even with some of our products, I think we've definitely trended uh, new concepts, new form mm-hmm. factors, really fun ways of creating uh, makeup products. Like, for example, one of our first products was uh, creating this green color-changing blush oil. It's our BYO blush, still one of our best sellers. And I remember when we launched it, it was just like so much confusion. It was a very different way of um, creating a blush, but I knew that mm-hmm. it had a beautiful effect on skin. So um, that's definitely something where... Uh, we we do think that there's there's some things that we do trend and it's kind of exciting mm. to see it it grow yeah definitely I, I watched your shark tank pitch which would be great to uh, hear about towards the end of the episode but you, the, which is where you talked about that product i think and um the, the the sharks were all sort of amazed by it and it was a great concept and so it's um you know it's it's great to be i think doing something that is revolutionary in a, a very established market you know makeup is one of the biggest markets in the world and it's so established but you're, you're bringing something new to it has that um that innovation brought you any unexpected challenges you know in product development, uh, marketing, anything like that, have you found that doing something really new like that has brought you unexpected challenges in any way? Definitely. I think from a product development standpoint, it is some of my ideas are just like so out there that it's always, I love it when I hear like, that's not possible, that's not possible. Mm. Sometimes I just wait for, you know, innovation on the ingredient side to catch up for mm. something that I really want to do. Yeah. Um, so I have like a, a long list of product ideas that some of them I've just tabled and I'm just waiting for some of these ingredients to catch up and some I've just had to completely um, put it to the product development graveyard mm. just because it just doesn't work. Um, but I love completely thinking of uh, new ideas. And then on the marketing side, when it's like a new form factor, a lot of times we just have to do a lot of education. I love showing how to use, how it's different and things yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. How, how far do you push it with manufacturers? You, you mentioned there are a bit of pushback and a lot of our community would experience the same thing um, with trying to innovate or improve, differentiate products. Often you'll get factories that know we produce this product this way and you try and tell them, no, I want this added. And it's uh, there's pushback sometimes there and people sometimes are wary of how much do I push this? How much do I just let it go? Do you, how do you find that balance? I think it's really important to find partners, whether it's on the manufacturing side or anyone on the R&D side that really understand your vision and that you collaborate really well with. A ton of my ideas, I get pretty much a no at pretty much every step of the way. It's just part of the process. Yeah. And what I love about hearing no is that sometimes when you're... Um, when you have limited resources or you're told you can't do something, I think a lot of great innovation comes out of it. Definitely, it, it's been true for us, um, but I kind of bake it into our process now. Yeah, definitely. You've got obviously some clear USBs in your product. How are you protecting those? Is it just first to market or are you doing anything to protect that side of it? Yeah, I think definitely with a lot of our products, it's thinking about how to completely innovate on the category. So first to market is something that's really important to me. I think, you know, just from a product development standpoint, and I'm really passionate about product development, is I love creating things that don't already exist or thinking about how to solve problems in a really unique way. So a ton of our products, um, just by nature of when we launch it, they're extremely unique. The ingredients that we use, that we use is really unique. The textures are really unique and they... Uh, effect on skin and how it sits mm. on skin and looks on skin is usually mm. really unique as well. You've got a really clearly defined brand. I think the website it clearly communicates the kind of brand that you are. What are some of the principles that you drew on uh, in the early stages of, of 
setting out the brand, the feel, the look, everything like that. What did you really um, yeah, instigate in that first period to make sure that branding was, was really strong? Yeah, from a brand design perspective, I just remember walking down all the makeup shops and all the makeup aisles and all I saw was either like black and white packaging or maybe it was like some shade of millennial pink and thinking, this does not resonate with me at all. This is not how I feel about makeup. I don't feel, I don't, I don't always feel super refined or put together. I just want something that's fun. For me, makeup is all about fun so i really wanted to create a fun and colorful brand i like to say that euphoria is a brand for your inner child but with super nice luxurious ingredients that you might want um you know as you get older mm. was that the first name for the products the brand by the way euphoria yeah my husband actually named the company when uh, before we started euphoria and had the name for euphoria we always had this experience of a feeling when we're so happy we're just reminded of our of our favorite childhood memories but we never mm. put a name to that feeling so uh, when it came time to name the brand it was just like a no-brainer that this was mm. what the brand uh yeah. wanted what, what what the brand name was going to be and i love kind of incorporating that feeling into all of our products mm. no i love it it's a really really smart name um, let's talk a bit about marketing. I'd love to understand how you're getting this product into people's hands, especially because it is a little bit innovative, you know, which does change how you market things, obviously. But bringing it back right back to the beginning, how did you get your first sale? I think it was my mom. Um, I think it was my mom for the first week and she was really kind because when we launched the brand, it was like in the middle of the pandemic, I didn't know really what I was doing, had no marketing plan and we launched to crickets and I think my mom was like, okay, let's just encourage her and she, I think she bought a blush like every day for a week or two until I actually got sales. Um, but originally it was through social media. We had sent some packages to influencers we maybe had like a couple hundred uh, followers and it kind of drove a little bit of sales. I mean, not a lot, but you know, just a couple. Yeah. And how did you grow that influencer marketing side? Was it working with lower level creators? Were paying big money for big creators? How did you go about that? Originally when we launched the brand, it was just sending it out to influencers. Definitely didn't have a, a marketing budget to pay influencers at the time. Just wanted to get their feedback. With our blush, it was something that was so different that a lot of people who did share it with um, their audience, you know, they had this really surprised look on their face. And I think that was something that um, customers really resonated with. And then I started posting on TikTok um, pretty soon after we launched, and that was a great driver for us as well. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything particularly you did with TikTok? I think one of my first posts was just comparing our blush oil to let's say like a powder blush, which is a pretty common format. And just to show the visual effect of how different it looks on skin. Yeah. And there was definitely a lot of curiosity of like, what's that green thing? What's that blush oil? Mm. Um, and then really just responding with additional videos of how to use it, how it's different from maybe a, a typical blush that people had have tried before. Mm. Yeah, it's the kind of product and, and it's got the kind of USBs that you feel would just crush it on TikTok. Um, you know, it's such a good marketing channel. Have you managed to take those short form videos and expand onto other platforms with them as well? Yeah, we definitely do the same thing on Instagram. I think both Instagram Reels and TikTok in particular, they're just great at that short, a short form video. And it's really mm. great for makeup because it's so demonstrative. Yeah, yeah. Do you just take the same content and put it on the other platforms? Sometimes we do, sometimes we create new content for Instagram Reels. It's a slightly different pacing, slightly different messaging, mm. um, but it's really still that same concept of creating short form educational videos. Yeah, yeah. And have you expanded into like paid acquisition, Facebook ads, Google ads, anything like that? 
Yeah, we do a little bit of paid, um, mostly on Instagram. We do some Google, um, but it's again taking that same idea of short form, informative content and um, kind of uh, circulating it. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, what about other marketing channels? Are you doing much with email and SMS? We do do with uh, email and SMS. With yeah. email, I love just kind of drip educating uh, mm-hmm. our consumers on how to use our products just because I find that um, some of our products are really unique in the ingredients that we use or how you can use uh, makeup packs with them. So I like to um, do that with email. You've obviously got a product that's very um, akin to repeat purchases. Are you doing anything in particular to drive more subscriptions, um, you know, ongoing revenue like that? We don't do subscriptions currently. Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. Um, I just imagine it'd be a product that would have quite a strong demand for that. But you must have a quite a loyal um, repeat purchaser base, I'm sure. If they love the product, I'm sure they keep coming back for it. Yeah, that's been something that's been kind of great to see. And especially as our line has been expanding and we're adding more products, um, seeing that kind of pickup has been really great for us too. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely. Uh, I saw that you are selling on Amazon as well. How's that working for you? Yeah, Amazon's been great. I think we've been on Amazon ever since maybe a couple months into the brand. And what's been great about Amazon is that a lot of our customers just search for our brand on Amazon. Um, It's been something where I kind of think about, let's just be where the customers are. We're also at Ulta Beauty, which is a great um, channel and just a great partner for us. Um, But both have been um, doing well for us. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think a lot of people, maybe two, three years ago, brands were resistant to go on Amazon for various reasons. But a lot of people, like you've said, they're realizing that branded search is getting so big on Amazon now that you're actually giving sales to your competitors if you're not on Amazon. So I think it's a definitely a smart play. What kind of percentage, if you were to roughly, not super exact, but obviously you've got D2C, Amazon. Is there anything else? Are you, have you got any sort of retail uh, in the mix there? Yeah, our biggest retail partner is Ulta Beauty, um, and they've been great for us. We've launched at Ulta Beauty about a year ago, and what I love about Ulta is that there's so many beauty shoppers that just shop at Ulta. They have a great rewards program. They have uh, such a great customer base, yeah. and I love that we're able to show up in stores and have a physical manifestation of the brand, and we get to have testers, and people get to really try our products um, yeah. for, for themselves. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so I'm I'm in England, so I didn't know that that was a, a physical retail store, but that's cool. Um, the in terms of like the breakup of sales, like roughly, what would um, what would be like your strongest channel? They were probably I would say like equal thirds. Okay. Oh, nice. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Amazing. Um, anything else marketing wise that um, that you're doing that's that's particularly sort of special or unique or you feel like is really helping the brand at the moment? I think between just organic. Um, some paid, some email, some influencer. I think that's kind of like our marketing mix at the at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and sorry, just to circle back on, on influencers, you mentioned about early on it was sort of just gifting products to influencers. Has that remained your strategy or have you worked with uh, paid influencer posting yet or keeping it organic? A lot of, um, I mean, we're only like a two and a half year old brand, so still like we did a lot of seeding, um, still, still do a lot of seeding. We're starting mm-hmm. to kind of experiment a little bit more with paid influencer programs, but it's still mm-hmm. pretty new for us. Yeah, and seeding would just be quite a natural thing, just DM them on TikTok, Instagram, hey, love your profile, we'd love to send you some free products, no strings attached, that kind of thing? 
Yeah, exactly. Like if they love a product and they want to share about it, it's great. Also, it's also a great way for us to receive feedback. I love um, hearing yeah. feedback from influencers as well. Um, but yeah, typically that's about like the program. Nice, nice. Okay, um, would love to talk about the impact and, and the experience of Shark Tank. It's obviously something that a lot of people, um, you know, would love to do, but you've been on it. And uh, from what I've read, it was, it was a successful experience for you, right? Yeah, it was a really fun experience. Um, I filmed about a year ago. Our episode aired earlier this year. Yeah. And I kind of describe it as a very fun way to do a very serious business meeting. The prep that goes into it, it's really fun because you get to design the set, you get to pick out your outfits, kind of refine your pitch. But I was really nervous going into the pitch because in my pitch, it's like a minute and a half uh, pitch that you have to memorize. I actually apply the blush on mm. and I was so nervous about like, am I gonna get this right? I hope, you know, my makeup isn't lopsided. I don't really have that much, uh, that many seconds to get it right. And you can actually see my body language completely change. As soon as I put the blush, you can just see like this sense of calm, mm. um, kind of uh, like, I, I just really feel that. And mm. after that, I just had a great uh, experience and a great time. Hmm. I think you came across as so confident, so sure in the brand. Honestly, I was I was so impressed. It was um, a great presentation. Um, did anything surprise you about the experience from having watched it on TV to then actually being on it? I think being on the set, I will say that it's so much bigger than what it looks like on TV, or that's just like my preconception of it. Mm. Um, but it's a very surreal experience. I think the sharks are all extremely nice. You can tell that they genuinely love like just helping entrepreneurs that was a really um great takeaway that i had just being in the tank um it's extremely fast-paced and uh one thing that's uh that kind of surprised me is you actually do your hair and makeup before you go um, on shark tank and for me um at the time i had just started kind of preparing um our latest product which is our foundation and i thought okay wouldn't it be great if we just if I got the opportunity to wear our foundation on TV and um, I remember after my makeup was fully done, I was like, okay, this, this foundation looks really good. It gave me just a different sense of confidence yeah, yeah. and being able to show up, wear your products on your face and go into the tank and pitch it. It was such a fun experience. Yeah, very cool. So no, no dressing room with five people around you doing everything for you. You've got to do it yourself. Everything is, yeah, you do everything yourself. <laughs> nice. And how long did you have to be there? Was it just the one day? It was one day. Um, it's a long, it's a really long day. You don't exactly know when you go on. Um, so you're just kind of waiting. And I remember when I um, got to go on set, I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like it's actually yeah. happening. I was just like really grateful that, you know, I got the experience to even go into the tank, pitch to the sharks. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, like, a great experience. And there's no guarantee that your pitch will even be aired though, right? It's not. Yeah, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that you get to film. I just remember like, I'm, I just remember the moment that I was putting on my blush. I was like, I can't believe like, even if this doesn't air, I can't believe I'm just demoing my blush to, to the sharks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then um, obviously once you had pitched, I don't know how much you're able to talk about it, but in terms of success, investment, that kind of thing, what, what happened there? Yeah, so we ended up um, closing the deal with Mark Cuban. We were his first makeup deal, and he's been such a great partner for us. He's so supportive. He is um, just helping a lot. So even in the last couple of months, we've been talking a lot about um, you know how to launch a foundation, how to think about growth, and he's been extremely, extremely helpful. 
that must give you a lot of confidence. Like you, you're just rolling that off like it's just any old thing. But Mark Cuban's an investor in your business, and he's advising you on growing. That, that's that's pretty awesome. Must give yeah, you a lot of confidence. Yeah, it's really awesome. You you must go out there with your brand and, and just have yeah, just a real sense of. Of course, you have confidence in the product, but to know someone like that is investing in it, it must give you a lot of confidence, which is awesome. Um, in terms of uh, the immediate impact, did you see immediate growth in terms of branded search, traffic to your website, the, the Shark Tank effect as such? Yeah, the Shark Tank effect is great. I remember while the episode was airing, there was just so much more traffic to the website. It was nothing like yeah. I've ever experienced before. I remember Amazon um, was also doing really great that night. Um, but then after Shark Tank, there was just more recognition for the brand. A lot of mm -hmm. people had seen the episode on Shark Tank. They mentioned it, and that was really cool to say to see. Yeah, yeah, cool. Is there anything in terms of having an investor or that post Shark Tank experience that is different to maybe how you expected as well? Um, I think it's really nice to have investors that are just really supportive, that are trying to talk you through any challenges that you might have. I think investors, especially someone like Mark Cuban, he's gone through so many businesses before and he's been successful as a founder so many times mm -hmm. over. There's mm -hmm. just um, really great wisdom and insight from him that uh, I feel like speeds up my process as I'm kind of working through some of our, our challenges. Yeah, was that the first investment round you did? So if I just also closed a series seed. Um, it was all kind of done at the same time. Nice. Awesome. Um, I'd love to just round up by talking about some operational stuff. How uh, it sounds like you're growing really quickly. Um, what, what's the team sort of looking like taking shape? It sounds like you're very involved in product development. Uh, what has your involvement become and what does the team look like now? So right now we have about 12 people we've hired in sales and marketing. I still run our TikTok account exclusively. Um, I do a lot of product development. I love um, doing a lot of the design work as well. Um, pretty involved still with you know all, all parts of the business, but started to really hire out sales and, and marketing. Yeah. And what are some of the growth challenges that you've, you've faced? Growth is exciting, obviously, but comes with its challenges. Where have you been stretched on that journey? I think since we launched in the pandemic and we kind of started out of the pandemic, there's been challenges, different types of challenges, depending on what time of the year it is or what season it is. Um, there's definitely been challenges like on the supply chain side, um, things like that. There's a lot of always some unforeseen challenge on that side. Um, and then sometimes it's managing inventory. Sometimes it's, I don't know, my ideas for the next project I want to create. There's challenges on the PD side. There's always something. Yeah, yeah. How, how far ahead are you trying to think in terms of product development? Have you got the next few years mapped out or is it just the next couple of products getting off the off the conveyor belt i feel like i have some ideas that i hope we can create them sometimes they really do have to be tabled sometimes i have things from uh, kind of the back burner that i'm kind of going to relook at and see if uh, we kind of think about it again or innovate again um but i try to think about things like kind of like with a three-year time frame but there's always like some things that come in and out of that that plan, that master plan. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then looking forward to, to the future, do you think about things, when you're thinking about it day to day, the future of Euphoria, is it a case of trying to build it towards a certain point and selling the business? Obviously with investors now, that's potentially a pressure, or are you just enjoying the process and see where it leads me? I definitely enjoy the process. I think my 
ultimate ultimate goal is to create a full face of euphoria and i would love to kind of uh, realize that and develop more products that are super super innovative yeah nice that's awesome and is there anything else you're doing in the entrepreneurial space other than euphoria or are you 100 percent focused on this no this is this is a uh, hundred percent of my time <laughs> Yeah, probably takes 110 percent of your time, doesn't it? It's uh, it sounds it's super exciting, and I've been you know so impressed by seeing the journey and seeing it all unfold. Um, just to finish up, what what's the one thing if you could offer some advice to someone that's maybe where you were before you started, got an idea, excited about e-commerce? Um, what, what's the kind of the advice that you would give them? My advice would be to just start. I think there's never a good time to start a business and you learn so much about yourself and the resiliency that you develop just by starting. And the second piece of advice that I would give is um, embrace your uniqueness. I think a lot of great things come from having a unique perspective and no one can really take that away from you. And I think it will give um, a, such a unique creativity to whatever you do create. Mm. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, Fiona, this has been super, super helpful. Really awesome. Uh, where can people find out more about uh, Youthphoria or, or yourself, whichever uh, you uh, like, which, uh, yeah, where can they find out more? So we're on Instagram and TikTok at Youthphoria. Our website is www.youthphoria.co and you can shop us on our website, on Amazon and at Ulta Beauty. Amazing. Well, we'll get the links for that in the show notes and the description so everyone can check you out. Uh, honestly, really appreciate you taking the time. It's been super valuable and uh, I know our listeners will have got so much out of it. So thanks for coming on, Fiona. Yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. Well, I hope you did really enjoy that. That was a really great interview about a really great business. Check it out. Check out the Shark Tank presentation as well. It's really, really fascinating. And uh, check out Euphoria, all they're doing. Amazing to be able to watch this brand as it develops. Thanks for listening today. If you have liked it, please do like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you in the next episode. Same time next week. Take care.